Ladies, gentlemen, they, thems, good evening and welcome to it. It is the Private Property Podcast and I'm your host, Sibs Matiela, here to talk about all things property like we usually do. Now, you know I don't have all the answers to your burning questions, but you also know that I bring in all of the people who do. Today is no different. We are speaking to APSA's Managing Executive for Home Loans, Nondumusong Lapai. How are you? I'm good and you, sis. Good. Welcome back to your home away from Thank home. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had you, what, like a month ago, two months ago? Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. But it's great to be here and great to be sharing and engaging again. Absolutely, because I have new questions for you this time. Um, So I'm just going to go. First things first. I mean, we've spoken about how first-time home buyers were really reaping the benefits mm. and the rewards of low interest rates. Fast forward to, you know, the midterm budget speech that happened mm. and uh, the repo rate going up mm. by 75 mm. basis mm. points recently. What kind of market can first-time home buyers now be looking forward to going into the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023? Because it's, it's vastly different yeah. Yeah. from what we been discussing earlier on in the year. Yeah. Sips, you're absolutely right. The market has slightly shifted. It's fundamentally um, different from when the interest rates were quite low for, I think the last time we had the lowest interest rates was 50 years. Mm. But, you know, when we fast forward and look at 2022 and um, taking into consideration with all the interest rate hikes that we've had, beginning to see that first-time buyers are slightly pulling back. And that makes a lot of sense because affordability uh, with the higher interest rates is an issue. Yeah. We, we're starting to see your non-first-time buyers coming in, um, and which makes sense at this point uh, in the economic cycle with interest rates. And coming back to first-time buyers, I do foresee that the demand will, will be muted for now, including going into 2023, given that we will still experience in interest rate uh, mm. hikes but also keep in mind that inflation is an issue. Yeah, Consumers are under pressure and, and for them, they're going to have to rethink how they budget and look at the most important elements um, and the, the most important decisions that they need to take, which means delaying a property transaction decision, mm. uh, particularly for first-time buyers and perhaps renting for longer. So I suppose my next question would be, you know, given these forecasts or what you mm, see happening mm. in the next couple of months or, um, you know, 2023 in general, what would you say you as APSA are doing to sort of empower the first time home buyers? What are you offering them now when it comes mm, to mm. home loans in this current mm. climate? Great question. So we've looked at the market and we had recently launched a first time buyer proposition, which actually takes into account the pain points that first-time buyers go through when they get into a property transaction. Mm. Which the, would be? Which would be costs. I mean, think about it. The <laughs> costs associated with buying a home are immense. Mm. And what we've done, we've said, let's give you a little bit more than 100%. And that component will then help you with costs. We've gone further. We've said there's discounts as well uh, for bond registration costs. 
And we've said this can also benefit the consumer. But even more so, if a consumer banks with us and they come in and they open a transactional account, we've said the benefit is that we can give you a rate discount because price is a concern. I mean, the mm. price has an impact on what you pay on a monthly basis. As a bank, we continuously look for opportunities to ease the pressure points uh, for the different segments which we serve um, as a bank. you sum up this year for you guys and the performance just in general regarding home loans and the consumer if i look at bank as a bank bank we're a resilient bank uh, financial service is quite strong mm. when i look at consumers and looking at the numbers we are seeing the pressure uh, from a consumer consumer perspective i have no doubt that the industry is resilient and will continue to be resilient during this time it is an economic cycle um, that we've been through before as an industry. And I do foresee that once we get past this stage, it will begin to normalize. And when it normalizes, opportunities will open up again for the segments that are probably sitting and thinking, actually, let me pause and wait mm. before I make a biggest decision uh, of my life. So, I mean, it is one of the biggest decisions you could probably make in your life. and. Um you know, I hear you talking about the, the pain points, about mm. the costs and mm. all of those things. Mm. And people are getting much more conservative, you mm. know, with what they put mm. themselves out mm. there to, in terms of mm. the debt. that mm. Because it's very hard to recover mm. from once you think you can afford something mm. and life comes at you very, very quickly. Mm. And suddenly you're in a position where <laughs> you're almost scrambling and working backwards mm. to try and cover mm. your tracks. Mm. Um, because now you're in a really just awful mm. financial position. Mm. But at the same time, there's always a kind of risk that's associated with making big investments, mm. including buying homes. So I almost wonder, you know, is there a point or a circumstance or a situation where you'd look at someone based on your knowledge and what mm. you see in your division and your department and, and you'd go, you know what, I understand that it's a risky business mm. right now to go mm. into this thing. But looking at you, looking at how you've been paying mm. your debts, mm. looking at what mm. you've got coming in, maybe you can take this risk. Mm. Maybe you don't have to tighten mm. as much as you think mm. you have to tighten. Mm. Would, would you give that kind of advice to anyone? So, so my advice, and it centers around the intent of NCA, we have got to ensure as banks uh, to protect the consumer mm. and the bank that the affordability um, assessment and the test is met. That's the most important thing, ensuring that the consumer meets that affordability, but at the same time, considering as well the profile of the consumer at that point in time. Of course, there are those consumers that have a great, uh, a great affordability, but they actually have uh, issues on their credit uh, bureau. So those yeah. things have to be considered in context. But at the same time, it does help when consumers have prepared enough for the property transactions. And perhaps the consumer has a deposit. That actually allows you to engage the bank and, and negotiate for a better outcome mm. with regards to pricing, which then obviously impacts the monthly, the, the monthly repayments that you pay 
uh, on your bond. So those things have to be looked at in context. And I want to say, Sibs, every individual has different circumstances. We mm. can never put a, a, a single a paintbrush to say it applies to all. It's a principle I will always say, affordability is key. Make the right decision for yourself as an individual at the right time and engage the bank. The worst that can happen is that you can be told, not now, but let's try later. But then you're better informed mm. around where you are and what you need to prepare for in order to come back again for a property transaction. I love that you've spoken about being prepared um, and sort of engaging because a lot of people would consider, if you've never done this before, it's a very intimidating process. Mm. And you sort of assume, as with a lot of things, that maybe there's no room for negotiation. Mm. There's no room to sort of present mm. yourself and, and come up with different options mm. of, you know, ways of doing things mm. that go, okay, maybe, mm. but I do actually have a deposit or maybe mm. if I do things like this mm. and mm. and the engagement part of it, because you're so intimidated mm. by the entire process mm. and how much money, the mm. amounts that you're mm. looking at, you know, it can make you sort of mm. shy mm. away. Mm. So I wonder what you would say to people who are shying away, mm. not having considered that there are so many mm. different options that mm. are out there. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I must say, you know, as a bank, we're here to serve. Um, and if I have to give a proof point, there's so many tools that we've developed and that we've made more accessible for consumers. In the comfort of your own home today, mm -hmm. you can sit back, relax, use your smartphone, go to the website, go through the home, you know, the pre-qualification tool that literally gives you a view of what the bank is likely to lend you. And that gives you confidence to then understand where you are. Mm. All of those elements are there to make it easy for the consumer to, to make the right decisions. But even more so, I want to say as a consumer that we're here to serve. One shouldn't shy away even you know when times are tough. Let's assume that you own your own property that is bonded and you're struggling. Mm. The best you can do for yourself and for your family is to come forward to the bank and engage. It, it applies to when you're an existing homeowner or whether you're a first time buyer, not sure about what should I do next mm. to prepare myself. Open engagement, we're here to serve. Tools are available. We've made the right information available and easily and in a simple manner to help you as a consumer to make the right decisions. I think having that assurity that your bank is there to serve you mm. as APSA does, is really something that can lift so many burdens off your shoulders. I know people go into panic mode when, you know, these obstacles are thrown at mm. you and, you know, fight, flight or uh, fawn, mm. you know, um, and you sort of don't know what to do. So you'll sort of try and hide in a hole or yep. stick your head in the sand and mm. wait for it mm. to go away. Mm. And then mm. that time things are piling up private numbers are phoning you, yeah. you're trying not to answer them, or you're putting on your true caller to see who's phoning me or making your kids answer to say your mother's not home, yeah. all sorts of things that are actually avoidable yeah. just by having a conversation mm. and not being scared to say, these are my circumstances. Mm. How can you help me? How can we work mm. through this together? Mm. And that's the difference, I think, with APSA. That's the difference. And we've done it many a time, Sibs. I mean, we went through COVID and you would know, of course, that we, we put in the market a significant payment relief 
program mm. because we understood where consumers found themselves and that allowed consumers to breathe during a time when there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, and it's, 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 it's looking at that and, and seeing that as a bank, we understand. We understand consumers. We know where consumers find themselves. We understand the context um, in which we're in today. Mm. The best is engage, engage. Before I let you go, I'm gonna ask you one last question. I'm with a bank, it's not APSA. Hypothetically, not me. <laughs> My friend, it's not me. I'm telling you, it's not me. Must I take my wallet? I'm with a bank. It's not Absa. I hear about all of these amazing products that you guys have, yeah. and then I think maybe I should be with Absa. Mm. Do I have to be with Absa to qualify for all of the? For instance, I want to now apply for a home loan. It's my mm. first home. I've never done this before. I bank with another one. Mm. Must I now switch over to you guys? So, so if and let's take it um, in 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 steps. So. If you currently have a home loan anywhere else mm. and you are thinking there's great propositions with EPSA, there is a switching proposition. What? Which removes the pain point of switching from one bank to the other, particularly where costs are concerned. So that's the one. I think the second element of your question is really a broader question around, do I have to be an EPSA customer mm. to gain the benefits uh, of the wide range of propositions that you've got. No, you don't have to be an EPSA customer. Of course, there are some propositions that actually require you to have met certain conditions to then qualify for better benefits. And I give a simple example to say, if you, if you choose to move your transactional relationship to EPSA, there is a rate discount and there's benefits in doing that as a homeowner or when you're applying for a home loan. Because when you, when you have a home loan and you bank with the same bank, it makes your life easier. Mm. If you have to transact um, and, and put more into your home loan, it's much easier. And you get better benefits around rewards. Of course, also for us as a bank, it enables us to know you better. When we know you better, we can serve you even better mm. with more propositions in the bank. About your propositions of all of them, every single one of them, which one are you complimented on the most? <laughs> you know, it's different segments, different customers, and each of them meet different needs, uh, Sibs, to be quite honest. If I look at the property investor uh, market segment, they absolutely love our future rental income, which allows them to unlock their affordability to gain the next property. When I look existing at, at existing customers that are selling their property and wanting to buy again, mm. again, they say, I love the fact that there's some loyalty in the way you've built the proposition. You're recognizing me for choosing to refinance with you. Again, when I look at first-time buyers, what we spoke about earlier on, it's the very fact that the proposition removes the friction points that often first-time first -time buyers face when they get into a property transactions. Now that's Africanacity. I've always wanted to do that on camera. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> from Absa, thank you so much for joining us once more. Um, good luck with the rest of the year. And here's hoping that 2023, as tricky as it might mm. get, you know, that people still feel mm. as though they can come to you mm. and, you know, get really value of all of the things mm. that you're offering so many of us. And thank you very much for the service that you offer. It's real 
real person-to-person -person service. I think it's very hard to come by these days. And I'm so glad that you guys are giving that to us. Thank you so much, Sips. As I said, we're here to serve Africanacity. That's Africanacity. <laughs> Thank you. That's all we have for today's episode. Listen, I will be back again soon. But for now, good night. Thank <laughs> you.